Welcome back, everyone, to another episode here on the 5571 Podcast. My name is Danny, and today I'm joined by Mondo from Five Fires YouTube on this podcast episode. How are you doing, Mondo? Good. Glad to be back. <laughs> and we're going to talk uh, some Disneyland. There's so much to bring up. I know. I know. So if you haven't listened to this podcast before, um, we talk all things Disney parks, sometimes Walt Disney World, other theme parks like Universal Studios and Knott's Berry Farm. Uh, we get into the news and then we head into our main topic for the day. Uh, and I'm glad I have Mondo here to kind of discuss some of the stuff we're going to be just talking about today. But first we get into the news and then we go into our, our main segment. So let's go ahead and start that and go right into uh, our 5571 news segment, starting off first, of course, with Sprinkles Cupcakes. <laughs> uh, Sprinkles Cupcakes randomly closed out of nowhere. I, did, I didn't even know it was closing. We had heard rumors of it. Mondo had gotten rumors of it, too, that it clo- that was going to close. And then all of a sudden, like right after Easter, bam, it just closed. And uh, it was... Do you find it weird that, like, this is the second company this year to just close La Brea Bakery and now Sprinkles, just a sudden out of nowhere goodbye. Yeah. It's, it's weird. It, it is very weird. It's very weird. I feel like maybe there's some things on the back end we don't know about, but what makes me a little like weirded out by it is like, do the, did the employees know in the store so that they have at least some time to like maybe look for different jobs or whatnot? Like, or are they also in shock? when it happens i feel like that's the that's the scary part that i'd want to know about um but uh yeah i had i had heard uh armando had like tagged me or told me that sprinkles had closed that morning and i was like man i need to confirm because we've had so many times where like it's been a false alarm with sprinkles closing like during the pandemic when it was just downtown disney like we had that same rumor that like sprinkles was closed and it did actually close for a little bit but then it reopened and uh, the rumor back then was that it was going to close permanently, um, but it actually ended up reopening just fine. And like it was kind of a false alarm thing. So I was like, man, are we dealing with that same thing again? Um, but then I actually went on their website and realized that they had taken away the Anaheim Disneyland location from their available locations. Um, so if you were a fan of Sprinkles Cupcakes, unfortunately, they are permanently closed inside downtown Disney. No word if they're coming back. Uh, but as of right now, if you still want cupcakes and you're in the area um, for sprinkles anyway, you can still drive and get them. You can get them at Fashion Island um, in Newport Beach, or you can get them. Uh, they're building a new location, which isn't open yet at the Irvine Spectrum in Irvine, according to their website. So they've got uh, those are both about 20, 25 minutes from Disneyland. So if you still had a hanker in and you're maybe vacationing and you have a car, you can still get them somewhat nearby and you don't have to drive to Hollywood to get them. Cause it used to be like a Hollywood only thing for a while. So, yeah. <laughs> but uh, that leads us into the next news topic, um, which is talking about the locations that's right next to it, uh, which are Catal and Uva bar. So Catal, Catal and Uva bar. Uh, we talked about that a long time ago in different episodes here, but they have officially closed now. Um, and Sprinkles is a part of that. So Sprinkles Cupcakes is actually going to be absorbed into that space uh, for the new restaurant taking over Casal, which is called Paseo, and um, Uva Bar is closed to become Centrico. And with this closure in downtown Disney, they also kind of reworked the way that traffic flows in downtown Disney. Um, probably not the best way, but in the only way they have to in the time being is that there's only one way in and out, um, and that's along the Black Tap slash ballast point side and so everyone kind of has to go on that one side and like mondo mentioned earlier today when he when you were there it's kind of tight in that little spot yeah going through that black tap area right now it doesn't seem like a big deal but once we get into these granite crowds and summertime because that construction of ufa bar catal it's a long process that they're going to be doing there yeah it, it is it is and i'm glad that you brought that up because they actually posted a sign um, saying that they would open in 2024 and Disney really hadn't shared timelines. Mm-hmm. Um, we did hear about Paseo and Centrico a while ago. Disney shared some concept art with us, um, but we had no timelines on when construction would start or when these new locations would open. So now we know when construction started, obviously now, um, and they had signs posted saying 2024. So 
if you were vacationing to a Disneyland resort this summer and you were hoping to maybe dine at Uba Bar again, that's one of your favorite locations. Fortunately, it is closed and its replacement won't be open until next year. So you might have to wait until next year's vacation to try out whatever comes in place there at Centrico. Um, both locations will have like a Mexican Latin food um, like overall theme. So um, we'll, I guess we'll find out more kind of what that is as we but for right now, the other locations in that area, Pele and Love Pop, uh, they are both still there for the time being. Although Mondo's now getting rumors too that those might close as well. Or have you already gotten confirmation that they will close, but just we don't know when? No, it's just rumor that they're going to close. Um, when I heard that they were going to be closing soon after Sprinkles, so I, I wouldn't doubt that Pele and Love Pop don't even make it till like july <laughs> yeah uh, i mean honestly i could see that happening too so um but anyways in that same area i also want because there's so much stuff going on at downtown disney um the wonderground gallery and disney home stores reopened uh with basically no visible changes uh although their their ceilings got lowered and the space above them which was only kind of available at the beginning of the store um, is now been reclaimed to that construction for those other restaurants we just talked about. So they're going to have more dining space than they had before when it was Catal um, because of that additional space they added above. So now Paseo Restaurant will have a lot more dining. And um, if Paseo and Love Pop, or excuse me, if, uh, if the soccer store and uh, Love Pop were to go away, Maybe they'll get more dining space with those. I don't know, but we'll have to wait and see. But for now, Wonderground Gallery, if you were a fan, and the Disney Home Store, they're back just like the way they always were with the same stuff. And then Wonderground Gallery had a bunch of new things I've never seen before as far as like the art they were carrying. So it kind of seemed like maybe they were holding on to a lot of stuff. And then when the store reopened, they put it all out. So there's a lot of new stuff to see over there. So definitely go check it out, especially if you're a Disney art fan. And then next on the news is still at Disneyland Resort. It's going to talk about Splash Mountain because we've also been talking about that here on the podcast. But we finally have a date now for its closure. So May 30th will mark the final date of Splash Mountain um, operation at Disneyland Park. Um, and then May 31st will begin the day that it starts to be closed um, until the new attraction opens sometime in 2024. At least that was the last time frame they shared with us. I feel like things are a little bit later than what I originally had assumed. So who knows if they stick to that timeline, but so far they haven't really said anything otherwise. So all we've been hearing so far is late 2024. So overall, this would probably take more than just over a year to do. Um, Toontown was closed for just over a year as well. So similar timeframes, but they did share with us some new artwork um that they're going to be having of some of the scenes inside tiana's bayou adventure which is taking place of splash mountain um including a, a look at uh what we had seen at d23 expo um maybe correlating the same and we talked about that on mondo speculation sunday but they showed us concept artwork of mama Odie and maybe her audio animatronic um in a big room with a bunch of hanging like bottles that are all lit up and really magical looking and we saw that in miniature form on uh, the model at d23 expo of tiana's bayou adventure so maybe they just revealed without telling us the final scene before you go down the drop um on tiana's bayou adventure so um we can look into that as they continue to build it and see if you know that ends up what it actually ends up being but it looks like it i mean when we were talking about it yesterday it pretty much looked like it don't you think yeah, they that's for sure spoiled. Uh, Mama Odie being at the top of the last big splash or big downhill, um, it just went with the with the the set that they had at D twenty three. It all made sense with the bottles hanging, and it had the same color scheme to it all. Um, I'm very excited for everything to come with Tiana's Bayou Adventure. Uh, there's still lots to be said of the storyline that's going to be inside, uh, even though they've given a lot of details, really, of what's going to happen. Uh, and, and one question, too, to always ask, Danny, is how similar ours is to Walt Disney World's or right. kind of run the same animatronics, same kind of story, or, or is there differences? I don't know. 
Yeah, I'm glad that you brought that up because originally when we first got the artwork for this attraction in 2020, they showed a much different ride than what we saw on the model at D23 Expo. The original concept art showed Mama Odie's treehouse as the very peak of Splash Mountain, the giant tree with the boat in it um, that we what we know as Mama Odie's house in the movie was essentially the very top of Splash Mountain in the artwork that we saw. And the artwork that we saw looked very much like Walt Disney World's Splash Mountain because of the dual side-by-side seating log, which we don't have at Disneyland. So we assumed that maybe that was their version. And then when we saw the model at D23 Expo, that was very clearly Disneyland's version um, because of the... Um, its location, um, it was very much critter country in the model that was around it in the spaces that were kind of near the attraction, in addition to things like the Briar Patch shop, uh, which exists there now, but had some sort of new theme and unknown name on the model. So we knew it was very clearly Disneyland's, but that one was very much missing that giant tree that we saw on the concept art. Instead, it was just more of a hilltop. And um, right now, we, we still don't know What's the final version of the attraction? Now, at Disney World, we have seen them remove that big giant tree, which is the current version of Splash Mountain's drop. um, And they've kind of cut that off and level it off. Um, But it doesn't mean they still won't install something bigger on top of it, like Mama Odie's treehouse. So we'll have to wait and see. Like Mondo said, are ours exactly the same? Are they just having like a hilltop? Or um, is it going to be different with like that treehouse? So... one thing to talk about too, Danny, when when you think of uh, these these Splash Mountains kind of opening very close to each other, we're getting a flushed out full story at Disneyland with the Chic Boutique, and then we're going to have Tiana's Palace opening sometime this year, and then it's all going to come to life with Tiana's Bayou Adventure. Well, Disney World, at least as of right now, filming uh in april they don't have none of that <laughs> right that's true <laughs> it's like two different paths and there's rumors going on that well disney world could could maybe get a tiana's palace i don't know but uh at least here in disneyland we have those things coming like they're right. they're coming to life right now yeah exactly that's true and uh, i'm glad you brought that up too with uh eudora chic boutique uh featuring tiana's you know foods and stuff like that um, that, um, you know, for those of you that been in that store, it's a new store over in new Orleans square, just across from, um, like the blue Bayou, um, that store, um, has, you know, Eudora's like sewing room in it where like, uh, and Eudora for those who, for those who don't know is Tiana's mom. And, um, so you can actually hear if you sit in the store long enough, Tiana and her mom talking to each other. Um, it's a fun little Easter egg. Um, it's like a little audio moment that comes on, but you can hear them talking behind the door. Um, and they're talking about some of the storyline of the attraction that we are have yet to experience. So they're talking, you know, the whole premise of the attraction is that they're planning a big Mardi Gras celebration in New Orleans, and Tiana's trying to prepare for that, right? Um, and so they talk about that, Eudora and Tiana, inside uh, the shop when you listen to kind of what they're talking about. So um, like Mondo said, they're already bringing the story to life. It's like all coming together. We're going to have Tiana's Palace restaurant in New Orleans Square instead of the French Market, which will also be more of the storyline centered around Tiana's foods um, and then the attraction opening later on. So we've got like a whole universe already for Tiana coming to Disneyland. Um, And and the other crazy part, too, when I really think back about concept art, when we first saw Tiana's Bayou Adventure... She was sitting uh, on a log with Louis, yes. but in a blue dress. Mm-hmm. We have not seen that blue dress in anything anymore. Right. It's, uh, yes, that's so, so true. It just makes me think, like, does Walt Disney World have a different story uh, than whatever we're going to get? And and to go a little bit more into Splash Mountain with the details that came to life now uh, in the last Disney Parks blog, the fact that they mentioned they will use songs from the movie because originally it seemed like they were going full uh, Disney Plus show concept. And uh, it does seem like we're going to get a mix of movie and Disney Plus show. Yeah, yeah. It, it does seem like that now, that now that you mention it. And, uh, and that's true. Like, there's that whole concept of her outside with Lewis. 
uh, in her dress. And there was like fireworks there because the premise was still that they were getting ready and gathering items for the big celebration, uh, the Mardi Gras celebration. Um, but in the Disneyland model, when we look at the exterior portions of the attraction, all we see outside anyway are two character frogs on a log um, in the outdoor portion of the attraction, which we can only assume are either uh you know them as frogs but since they're not frogs anymore maybe it's just like two frogs kind of paying homage to like their old versions of themselves but mm -hmm. the model did show two frogs on a log kind of like what looked like naveen and tiana when they were frogs but in this attraction this is like like mondo was saying this is like based on the disney plus show plus also we already know the timeline for the movie or the attraction is after the movie so after they're not the they're not frogs anymore so the fact that there were frogs on that model, we don't even know if the model's accurate of what we're actually getting. So <laughs> that's the crazy part. Yeah. Uh, you know, it'd be cool. It's probably asking too much, but if, if we get part one of the story and Walt Disney world gets like part two of the story, that'd be yeah, cool. that would be kind of cool. That would be cool. But either way we have a closing date now. So if you want to ride splash mountain one more time in its current state, uh, you can do so on May 30th uh, as its final day of operation. Um, in addition to that, if you wanted any sort of slight souvenir to commemorate Splash Mountain, if you, as you remember it as a child, um, they still have the Penny Press machine, at least for the time being. It's been relocated over to the Pooh Corner store um, next to their Penny Press machine for like Winnie the Pooh characters. So I was able to experience that this weekend. Um, I got a little Splash Mountain coin with like all the characters on it. Uh, just for one last little, you know, memorabilia from when I was a kid. But looking forward to all the changes coming for Tiana's Bayou um, Adventure. So if you're interested in that, just keep those in mind and those date lanes. Those dates and times, excuse me. Um, but our next piece of news takes us over to Disney California Adventure Park. And this was sort of... A little bit of news I stumbled across. I talked about it too on Mondo's Speculation Sunday. Um, but as you know, uh, we've been talking about San Francisco Square over there, which is the Pacific Wharf area of Disney California Adventure Park, currently transitioning into San Francisco Square, themed to Big Hero 6. Well, all the building facades that we know and have seen for years um, from the main parade corridor of DCA looking into Pacific Wharf, um, you'll see now new kind of artwork on all those buildings depicting things you might find in San Francisco. So a lot of Japanese writing, um, Baymax kind of drawn on things, uh, other uh, places within that movie and stores within that movie that makes sense uh, are now like the new locations on that building facade. So they're painting all that in there. But one of the things they advertised was Lucky Fortune Cookery. And up until now, Disney has shown us a lot of artwork for San Francisco Square and the Port of San Francisco, including um, changes to the Cucina Cucamonga restaurant and the addition of a cerveceria, which is a new beer location because the beer truck is going away, um, a Baymax meet and greet location. But they also teased new food items and new drink items coming, but didn't share anything else. Uh, and we didn't know what was going to happen to places like Ghirardelli places like the Pacific Wharf Cafe and also Lucky Fortune Cookery. Now in the artwork, Pacific Wharf Cafe pretty much looks like it's turning into the Lucky Cat Cafe, which is a location from the movie. Uh, it's where Hero's mom, you know, it's her, it's her location. So um, no word on if that means a massive menu change there, if it's still going to serve sourdough bread, we don't know. But uh, it, it does show a Lucky Cat Cafe in concept art. It is still concept art, but um, one thing we didn't see was anything about Lucky Fortune Cookery. And so wow. Disney Disney never talked about it, and they never confirmed it was going to stick around or go. So the fact that they've added this new artwork on the side of buildings um, that's part of this transformation, and it's advertising for you to go inside and try Lucky Fortune Cookery, I think it's safe to say that we can all agree that Lucky Fortune Cookery is sticking around. Um, and if you liked it and were a fan... Uh, it's probably a good thing because it's going to be here to stay. Um, and maybe we even get some cool new items are centered around Big Hero 6 in that world once everything's done. Yeah, yeah. Um, and are you most excited, Mondo, about the Big the big Hero 6 meet and greet for characters or more so of like the food and drinks they come up with? Honestly, it, it, it's, it's kind of going under the radar, but they're really bringing 
almost a new land. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? Because this universe of San Francisco is coming to life when once you walk in the bridge, uh, the cerveceria, we're going to have uh, the new the new restaurant that's going to take over Pacific Wharf, a meet and greet for Baymax. And, and I wouldn't doubt there's more surprises to come of some other stuff that could uh, arrive now that we have Baymax as like a permanent thing. Uh, it's kind of crazy to think that th- this is probably going to be here for the next 20 years. So Baymax, very important to the future of Disney California Adventure. Uh, and I always say it too, it's crazy to think because Baymax is Marvel. So I know uh, people forget that. Avenger, yeah, it's not a venture <laughs> campus, but technically Marvel expanded into more California adventure. Yeah, that's very true. Very true. A lot of people forget Big Hero 6 is a Marvel comic first. And then Disney um, used those characters to make a movie for Disney animation. Um, so there's a lot more in that universe of Big Hero 6 that they haven't even touched the surface on when it comes to storyline so uh there could like mondo said this this land could be here for 20 years bringing a lot more things with it than what we have currently but for the time being this is where they're starting Uh, i think it's a great a great place right it's a great place to bring a storyline into a location that really doesn't have a lot of things and also um kind of suffers from an identity crisis over the years of multiple versions of dca so it's nice to see something coming there um, that can bring it all together yeah um, but next other news also still inside Disney California Adventure Park the Radiator Springs Curio Shop inside Cal- Carsland has reopened and for those that don't know this is um, Lizzie's uh, gift shop if you've ever watched the movie on Route 66 there um, they have a version of it in Carsland Radiator Springs Curios it's the Route 66 kind of like like little knickknack shop that has uh, very special merchandise and um, when John Lasseter was helping Walt Disney, well, at the time, I think he was leading Walt Disney Imagineering, um, making Cars Land, he was very adamant about Cars Land having merchandise that you couldn't get anywhere else inside Disneyland Resort uh, that was themed to just Cars Land. And uh, specifically at this Radiator Springs Curio store, um, having like Route 66 themed merchandise because that's what this is all themed after. And uh, it reopened this week, this weekend rather. With that still intact, um, it is still its old location with the Cars Land and Radiator Springs specific merchandise, as well as Route 66 themed merchandise, plus things like Disney pins and also now Magic Band Plus uh, inside that location. Um, but it's great to see it come back. Um, this store hadn't reopened since the parks closed in March of 2020. Um, and, um, once the parks reopened, it never, it just never reopened. It was one of those locations that kind of just took forever. I guess you could say we didn't have a lot of those left at Disneyland. Disney world still has some of those, but, uh, there were a few outliers. This was one of them. And now it's officially open. And the thing about that store, like you were saying about the specific merch that's in there, uh, it's cool to see it come to life because a lot of stuff that it did open with, I've never seen before, Danny. Uh, and I saw you post it on your Twitter. Yeah, yeah. If you haven't, um, if you would like to see kind of visual representations of all this, I'm going to have a video out too on my YouTube channel, kind of going over all the stuff I encountered that day. But I already also posted it on my Twitter. So if you don't follow me on Twitter, you can follow me there. Just ask Danny. Um, and I have pictures from the day that I was there filming all this. And, uh, everything that we ran into including that shop and all the stuff we talked about in downtown disney but that about wraps up the 5571 news segment uh are the things i felt like we should talk about this week for news uh other other few things that happened that we'll probably talk more about as more changes happen where uh some of the scaffolding coming down over at the disneyland hotel revealing part of that brand new tower but We'll probably cover that in another episode, um, but I mainly wanted to go into our Main Street topic for this week uh, and a little bit of a news here as well, too, because Disney is starting to host um, some more community outreach kind of uh, gatherings for Disneyland Forward. Now, they first had these um, right after Disneyland Forward um, was announced for Disneyland as a plan they were looking to do towards the future. They had these little grassroots on the ground 
in the park, giving out coffee, having representatives there to ask questions and showcase all the plans and artwork and stuff that they had already showcased on the website and to the public uh, for the community that lives in and around where these changes might happen. Now, for those listening that don't know what Disneyland Forward is, Disneyland Forward is simply just um, a way for Disneyland to petition to the city of Anaheim to have the land that they already currently own and operate be rezoned um, from the original way that all the land was zoned in Anaheim for um, different uses. So right now, um, Disney has a bunch of land that they currently own that with parking lots and maybe unused parking lots and also um, unused just lots in general that um, are not allowed for additional theme park space for say Disneyland or Disney California Adventure Park. It's still Disney's land, but whenever they zoned this land originally, when the first resort expansion happened, probably back in 2001, around that time when they were planning for DCA, um, they had zoned this area for specific use cases like hotels, um, shopping, dining and parking, but never theme park use um, because of the proximity of these locations to some of the surrounding homes in the city of Anaheim. So um, basically Disneyland Forward is Disneyland's attempt to get the city to rezone these spaces so that the theme parks can expand into them um, and that theme parks can use this space, whereas right now they cannot. Um, and Disney wants to do this um, to carry them for the next 30 years uh, of future expansions they might have planned for these areas. Um, in addition to um, built, you know, not only expanding their theme parks, but maybe even something totally new uh, over at Toy Story parking lot or parking areas. So this plan is essentially just a, a proposal to rezone those spaces potentially to be used in the future. And right now, the only way Disneyland can expand or truly gain things is to take stuff away. So right now, I'd say the biggest opportunity for them to redo or expand would be to like remove the Autopia or maybe the uh, the submarines and give us something totally new on that space. Like that's all Disney can do right now because they have no space outside their walls to expand the parks more other than taking things away. So Disneyland Forward is just a way for them to have that space that they don't currently have to expand. And the news this week was that we're getting a little bit closer to when Disney's starting to finalize those plans that they're going to submit to the city to have them vote on approving these rezoning laws. Uh, and so they were having more of these grassroots on the ground park events for local communities uh, showcasing some of the things they are finally reaching in their agreements and uh, long planning efforts uh, with the city, uh, including sharing some things like um, you know, what kind of attractions could be built in these places um, based on some of the rules they're going to set aside for themselves. Uh, and one of which being, since these spaces are so close to homes, um, that an attraction like an outdoor roller coaster, something like the Velocicoaster, or something like the uh, Incredicoaster in DCA, something like that couldn't be in existence in these spaces that they would like to expand to. Um, because it's just simply too close to homes and businesses um, that currently aren't next to a theme park right now. Um, and if they expanded their theme park, we wouldn't want to subject them to the amount of noise an outdoor roller coaster would bring literally steps away from their front door. So those are some of the things that Disney has to kind of go into uh, when they're planning for some of these expansion areas. Um, other than that, Mondo, um, the the outdoor... Um, kind of noise stuff. What were some of the other things we learned too um, about Disneyland Forward and this in these spaces? More specifically, we're talking about the spaces surrounding Disney's Paradise Pier Hotel and the Disneyland Hotel, uh, as those are the spaces the theme parks would like to use. So, was what else? Were there, what am I forgetting here that they had um, no, come up with? No, one of the big uh, emphasis that they pushed on the community meeting that they had or, or just the community uh was it saturday i think they did it, it mm -hmm. they were they were confirming that indoor attractions is essentially the route that they're going to go on the dca side yeah that and, was one of the big ones yeah and for those that for those that are listening that maybe don't know the dca side would be 
um, currently where the Simba parking lot is right now. So if you ever parked at downtown Disney and you've gone just for downtown Disney and haven't gone to the parking structure or someone else and you parked in that parking lot for downtown Disney, that's the Simba parking lot. And that parking lot um, not only is on the, if you're looking at DCA, the right side of Paradise Pier Hotel and behind it uh, and also to the left of it. So there's a lot of space there. Um, and that would be where they would like to expand, say, Disney California Adventure Park, like Mondo was saying. And so they've kind of finalized or realized that if they're going to build attractions in these spaces, seeing as how on the other side of that wall in the parking lot there, there's literally homes right there. Um, they couldn't put something large um, that's outdoor where like a guest could be screaming and making a lot of noise. Um, they'd have to put some sort of themed indoor attraction, which if you think about all the latest kind of lands that we've seen from Disneyland, whether it's, or from Disney parks, excuse me, whether it's like Pandora world of avatar Avengers campus, star Wars galaxy's edge, for the most part, all these major attractions are indoors anyway. Uh, yeah, and there's Cosmic not really a Rewind, lot that's outside. Cosmic Rewind, uh, Mickey and Minnie's. Yeah, Cosmic all Rewind. Indoors. All indoors. The only thing that's really been outdoors is Tron. And for the most part, most of Tron is indoors, uh, whereas this, only a small portion is on the outdoors. But even then, the outdoor portion of Tron is still too loud for that space, if we're to believe what they're sharing with us now. Um, but another more important thing we kind of found out about, too, is that uh, Disney's getting ready to kind of finalize these plans, uh, these rules that they're going to submit to the city and be like, hey, if you approve this space for us to use for future theme park use, uh, these are the rules that we're going to make ourselves go by in order to use this space. So you can be confident in that you approving to let us rezone this space um, will you can be confident that we're going to use it responsibly and we're going to hold ourselves accountable to these rules so that uh, the nearby community isn't overly affected by what we're doing um, and isn't going to complain and be upset that this space is being rezoned for theme park use. And so they're submitting this rule book uh, at some point this summer um, to the city and the public. Um, so that we can all take a look at it and see what Disney's rules are going to be. So we can maybe get a better idea of what's coming. And then hopefully at the beginning of the year um, in 2024, we see this, uh, this approval take place, whether it gets approved or denied. Um, and hopefully it gets approved so they can continue to uh, plan and blue sky develop a lot of things that potentially might come into these spaces at some point in the future. Um, right now, uh, from what we know, they have maybe uh, hints of maybe ideas they want to put in there. But since they haven't finalized the rules just yet that they'll be subject to if this were to be approved, it doesn't really make sense for them to waste the resources to plan for these spaces just yet because everything they plan might have to get thrown in the trash if the rules that they um, submit are not approved and they have to revise. So uh, that's kind of what we know so far uh, and what Disney has shared until we can all read and look at that book or that rule book that Disney submits and see kind of what we can look into. But if you were to guess, Mondo, based on everything that we've heard so far, seen so far, and kind of just your idea of like the Disney Resort in general and their needs for like parking and all that stuff, if we're looking at all the spaces that Disney has. So that includes Toy Story parking lot, the Simba parking lot, the Lilo parking lot, and all the stuff on the left side of the Disneyland hotel. Where do you think Disney would focus their efforts if this was all to be approved and they were going to expand first? Would they expand DCA or Disneyland or go Toy Story and do something totally different? It, I honestly want to say it's going to be Disney California adventure. Um, cause the whole, the whole idea of avatar experience coming anywhere and the fact that it's going to be just as grand as whatever we have at Walt Disney world, would they lose that much land to avatar for the Disneyland expansion? I'm going to say no. I feel like they're more comfortable losing that much land of Disneyland forward on the DCA side. Mm -hmm. uh, and 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 just to throw it out there 
uh, with Sotoli Canteen, which is a restaurant over there in Walt Disney World inside uh, Pandora or Avatar Land or Pandora. Uh, they sell alcohol. There's no alcohol to be sold really at Disney Disneyland side. Mm, that's a good point. Uh, there is some locations, you know, like Oga's Canteen and stuff like that, but uh, Sotoli Canteen's a quick service. You just get alcohol. <laughs> it's, not a sit- it's not a sit down. So I, I feel like it would blend more on the DCA expansion side uh, and everything for sure will be indoors when it comes down to if they do a clone copy of Flight of Passage and just reimagine it as something else or or even the Navi River is all indoors. Um, I, I have a feeling the Disneyland side will have, uh, I, I almost want to say outdoor rides just because it's maybe... I don't know what they're trying to expand, but I feel like a lot of Fantasyland inspiration stuff will go that way. Yeah, I, ha- I have a feeling too. I have a feeling that you're right on this as well too. I have a just a gut instinct that if all this were approved, um, the space they would utilize first makes the most sense to be the DCA side because um, DCA need is is if they expanded dca it would really give them um the additional capacity right that they need um because disneyland is is big right and it's and it keeps getting bigger with things like galaxy's edge and some of the additions of toontown and their capacity only increases right even in uh, during their 50th anniversary celebration i think my chat reported one time that like on the highest attendance attendant day, it was like 70,000 or something. And, and uh, that was in 2005, right? So imagine the capacity they can potentially accommodate nowadays um, with more space that they've been given since that time period. So uh, DCA is, is significantly smaller in size than Disneyland. So it would make the most sense that they'd want to invest in there first to expand the footprint of that park to really give it that destination of being a two-day park more so than people even think about it nowadays um you know they want to get it to a point where like people don't want to have only a one-day park hopper ticket and that's it they want to be able to do a two park hop two-day park hopper ticket so people need to experience it for more than one day and i think that's where they'll eventually get um if i were to guess um if we go back in history a little bit um, disney had plans to build a pretty large parking structure bigger than the one that we got with Pixar Pals as an addition to the Mickey and Friends parking structure, which was supposed to be built off of Harbor Boulevard behind all the hotels that we see there on Harbor Boulevard. That land is still there and Disney still owns it. Cast members just park in that parking lot for the time being. Um, and And they scrapped all plans to turn that into a parking structure. They got a little bit of pushback from city leadership and also the community at the time when they were planning that. Um, But I feel like, if what Mondo and I are talking about, if everything goes to plan, Disneyland Forward is approved and they got the green light to start planning some potential projects for some of these spaces. And we feel like maybe Disney California Adventure would see that expansion first. Well, what's in that space right now? It's currently downtown Disney parking and they need to have some parking if they're going to take it away. Right. So my guess is we'll see some sort of parking project pop up first before anything over in that old area that they were planning a parking structure before. But they're going to have to do something to uh, not incorporate security. And that was the problem last time that they were running into with the city was that they were going to have, just like at Mickey and Friends parking structure, a centralized security that would make everyone go through the parking structure, even if they were staying on Harbor Boulevard to go through that centralized security and then cross over a pedestrian bridge into Disneyland. And at that point they will already have gone through security screening. So it's kind of like a one-stop shop for everyone coming from that Harbor side. But what the argue argument was for the community was they didn't want the businesses didn't want, um, the guests at Disneyland to have to go through a structure and cross a bridge and completely bypass all their opportunities to sell to these customers like the McDonald's, the Panera, the other small businesses on Harbor Boulevard, the little marts and stuff like that. They were saying, Hey, this is going to wreck our business. So we don't like this. Um, And so they kind of scrapped the ideas for that. Um, So I feel um, there were some rumors more recently saying they were going to reinstate a parking structure in this area Mondo, but they were going to make security kind of stay where it's at. 
on the Harbor Boulevard side so that it gives the opportunity for all guests to just walk in where they're coming from and not have to go through the structure. What do you think about that? It'd be genius. Be genius. And, and the concept of the work going to Toy Story lot, mm-hmm. uh, it wouldn't, it wouldn't, the the flow of the business wouldn't get changed very much uh, because a lot of the Toy Story lot is not being used at all anyways, even though the parks have been so busy. Yeah. Uh, it really seems like the big burden has been taken to Mickey and Friends, but um, the construction coming to Toy Story would, I, I could see that be the the beginning of, of everything, like you're saying. Yeah. So I think we're going to see parking structure projects first, right? They need that additional parking capacity, especially if they're going to take stuff away um, over around the Disneyland Resort hotels and downtown Disney. Uh, so they need to replace that parking with something before they take it away. So I think those are the first things we might see. Although I did see, and I wish I could remember which Twitter user, but I, and I, I don't know if I sent this to you yet, Armando, but uh, it was such a great idea. And I was like, man, I think Peter sent this to me. But that big space that they have um, outside or behind all the Harbor Hotels um, that was supposed to be for a parking structure and rumored to be a parking structure soon in the future, but someone had proposed on Twitter, and I and forgive me, I forgot the username, that they had turned this into Pandora, the world of Avatar, with some sort of um, bridge or tunnel connecting it to Disneyland over Harbor um, into wow. like into the Tomorrowland side. You know, the question I have, the, the first question I have, what is approved over there? I think that space is um, is more approved because there are no homes around it. The only thing that's around it is hotels and businesses and the freeway. Because the, the literally, it's like right up against the freeway. Yeah, because I could imagine the approvals for a parking structure have already been presented. I don't know. that That's a very good speculation because... I uh, know no one has thought about that until yeah, this person... I, <laughs> I've actually been over there because I've been parked over there before. Yeah, um, it's called the Pumba parking lot. Pumba, yeah, rarely gets used. Rarely. Yeah, uh, but that's a lot of land. A lot of land. It is. It would allow. Um, they said something like sixteen or no, I forgot. They said it would be like um, a bigger space than what Pandora, the world of Avatar, currently occupies. If they put it all over there. Wow. So I was like, wow, that is a speculation right there. But I still feel like Disney would use this space for parking because it just makes the most sense logistically, especially with its proximity to the freeway. But and just um, it out there, parking makes the 35, 40 bucks, $50 for front the premiere mm-hmm. per car. Like it's an endless moneymaker, a parking structure. <laughs> yeah. So I, I feel like just the, the additional parking infrastructure is so much more needed for them to expand into all these other areas, right? Mondo was just talking about Toy Story. That's a huge parking area that they sometimes need, not always, but sometimes need. Um, and then, of course, downtown Disney needs its parking. So if all these spaces were to give their space up to future expansion of theme parks, they got to have a way to replace them. So I feel like parking is going to take precedent, but I just wanted to bring that up because I thought that was such a cool um, speculative concept of having Pandora over there behind all the hotels. I mean, how cool would that be? All these hotels are like now outside Pandora and then like you'd, and it, it would truly would feel like you're going off planet into the world of avatar kind of like you do in, in animal kingdom, to be honest, because it, the area that it was built in in Animal Kingdom is also really far away too. You're going across this bridge, and you're like, you're going way out behind the park, and it's like not it, super connected. It's secluded. You're just yeah. in that universe only. Mm-hmm. So it it was a pretty good speculation, um, and I was like, man, I, I wish I remember who who that was. Um, but I know I think Peter shared it with me. But I was like, man, that's super super cool. Would it be connected to any land in Disneyland? Like Tomorrowland. We're going to say that's Tomorrowland? Mm-hmm. Wow. That that would be interesting. Uh, Disney hits us with, uh, we're not going to refurbish Tomorrowland, but we're going to give you Pandora. <laughs> <laughs>
It would yeah. Be, nobody would complain. I, I wouldn't complain. <laughs> and I feel like um, some people were saying in Speculation Sunday too, and, and I've heard this as well, um, like, oh, you know, we're going to get Disneyland forward approved before we get anything else done um, inside Disneyland that we really need. Like, uh, you know, maybe some refurbishments on Main Street or a renovation of Tomorrowland or maybe the idea of reimagining the Matterhorn or reimagining the submarines and uh, the Autopia into something different. All these things that people have asked for or wanted. Uh, and they're like, man, we'd rather have all that before Disneyland Forward. Well, keep in mind, like we just mentioned earlier, uh, Disneyland Forward is just um, a rezoning approval. So it doesn't mean, hey, it's approved. We're building all this stuff first and we're building it now. It just means they want the option to build it in the future should they ever decide to do that. Uh, so I still feel like uh, the probability of us getting Tomorrowland something done there first is still pretty high. I'd say yeah. we, that's probably something closer than we think. We just haven't heard it yet. And I'm thinking you guys who are lucky to be going to Destination D23 might be hearing something before anyone else. Because it seems like Bondo went to the last Destination D23. It seems like they're dropping all the big news there and they don't even care about deck. D23 Expo anymore. <laughs> D23 Expo took the back seat to Destination D23. I know. You guys got so news. much more news. And, the, and there was news all across Disney Cruise Line, DVC Star. Disneyland. Uh, Disneyland. Well, Disney, I think they even went into Shanghai stuff. And there was just a lot of lot of drops there. A lot of, lot of Disney stuff. Yeah. I, so, I don't know. Destination D23 is in November, right? Yeah. Yeah. So that's just around the corner. We we might get some big things there. Uh, at this point, really, there's nothing planned for Walt Disney World. So uh, as much as people in Disneyland are starving for something, we just got a brand new reimagined land with Toontown and all new attractions with, um, you know, Mickey's and Minnie's Runaway Railway. We have Tiana's Bayou Adventure coming. We have an announced attraction potentially coming for Avengers Campus. Um, so we have a lot of stuff already planned on the books. Uh, Disney World doesn't have anything except for Tiana's Bayou Adventure. Uh, and that's it. Everything else opened these past two years during the 50th anniversary celebration of the Walt Disney World Resort. So I have a feeling Destination D23 is probably going to give some big bangers for yeah. uh, for Disney World. Uh, and maybe they'll throw something in for Disneyland. Who knows? That's just my prediction. The only thing really that I can think of Walt Disney World is they have uh, some sh nighttime spectacular at Epcot. Oh, yeah, you're yeah, right. Even, I don't even think there's a name for it yet. Yeah, that's true. They lost Harmonious. They're temporarily getting back the Epcot Forever um, nighttime spectacular as a as a like placeholder. So yeah. what what permanently replaces it? You're right. Uh, so yeah. that could be that could be a perfect announcement for D Destination D23. I have a feeling, Danny, I'm just going to throw it out there. Uh, with all the love that Wondrous Journey is getting, uh, Wondrous Journey in some form is going to hit Walt Disney World. I just have a hunch, dude. I, I don't know what, where it's going to go, uh, where it could come to life, but I feel like something Wondrous Journey on uh, the whole concept that it's about the Disney animation, you know, Disney 100 years. Mm -hmm. I feel like Wondrous Journey is going to land somewhere at Walt Disney World. Yeah, I feel like the the soundtrack is a success. The concept of it is a success. So, I I, I can see that Disney loves sharing. Uh, if if not um, the exact show, they love sharing elements of the show. Right? We've done a lot of that throughout the time. Um, you know, sound, our Soundational Parade was borrowed from other things. Our Remember Dreams Come True soundtrack was borrowed from Walt Disney World. So. That's definitely a possibility, Mata. I think you might be onto something there with that for yeah. sure. <laughs> and, 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 what, one, one thing too, it, it's always crazy. This is a great time to talk about it. It's a crazy thing to think about where we are at as a theme park fan and the amount of efforts that Disneyland and the head of Disneyland and just the head of the Disney company with budgets and whatever they're doing uh, the amount of change that's happening uh, at theme parks, because when these companies build anything, they're thinking of longevity. Like there's no thought of, hey, we're only going to have this for like five years, you know, uh, like just recently those barges for Harmonious, you know, damn well, 
they 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 wanted that to be a hit <laughs> the amount of money that got invested into that and make it come alive uh and now we've seen them be dismantled and who knows if they ever come back uh anywhere but when you think about Disneyland uh we've had Galaxy's Edge now come to life the Toontown being reimagined uh we had a hint of something coming at Tomorrowland when they started deconstructing all the french fry rocks and then the investment that went into Nemo the investment that that I guess is going to be a DVC lounge and with with uh with uh what is it called again oh my gosh the Star Wars launch bay launch bay jeez louise i haven't said that word in forever i know <laughs> we have that investment that that it's going to come to life very soon uh the tree house that th- that was a full reimagining of whatever's happening with that and then uh tiana's bayou adventure now we're going to have tiana's palace chic boutique uh avengers campus uh we recently got mission breakout too the whole full reimagining of pixar pier dude it's just the list goes on because when you look at disneyland 10 years ago this is not the same disneyland danny and i wouldn't doubt that from this point on in 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 2033 we have a crazy set of events that we never thought disneyland was going to go and uh like you mentioned avatar coming across the street over there behind mcdonald's why why can't it happen <laughs> look at all these changes that have happened now um it, it's unbelievable how how hard disneyland's pushing to change yeah you, you know what change i want to see though i want to see a big mac and fries back at mcdonald's and disneyland for 5.99 <laughs> Uh, I feel like they would put themselves out of business, Danny. Nobody would eat anywhere else. I know. I, I, would, I would probably make that my number one meal uh, if they offered it. A Big mm-hmm. Mac, fries, and a drink for like under ten bucks. Dang. Why, why, why would I? Why would I ever go to Blue Bunny? <laughs> That's so, it's so funny when we look at those menus. I was just like, dang, Disneyland prices a Big Mac and fries for 5.99 i was like you can't even get a, a big mac at regular mcdonald's by itself for 5.99 <laughs> yeah, you're looking like eight to ten bucks <sighs> danny do you, do you let me ask you because you've been part of like just in the know of disneyland for a long time if, if you were to go back to like 2005 was there such efforts to change the parks like there is today because it really seems like we're just in this like golden era of change, dude. Um, they definitely were um, not necessarily change, but there was certainly um, um, in 2005. That was, in my opinion, the best Disneyland's ever been. That was the 50th anniversary celebration. And in order to prepare for that celebration, they spent a lot of money in making Disneyland look good because up until that point, um, Disneyland was held um by leadership that really just didn't care about Disneyland at all. Um, and it was very noticeable. Um, the, the park in and, of, in and of itself was the worst it ever looked. Um, it was in terrible shape, um, especially the buildings on main street. I mean, we were talking like visible rips, faded paint, bubbling paint, peeling. It was bad and no one really cared to fix anything. There was tape everywhere. Um, and so they kind of went through and beautified Disneyland. So at that time, they were, um, you know, we had a submarine lagoon that has pretty much sat empty um, since we were kids, Mondo, in the early 90s um, with nothing in it, um, just other than uh, the water was bubbling every single day. Um, and uh, it was just a pretty lagoon next to the Autopia and next to the Matterhorn. Um, but it was never anything else other than just that. So back then, um, you know, John Lasseter was in charge and he really pushed to redo the submarines and bring it back in a way that was current for current guests, but also paid homage to the original attraction and the splendor and that he remembered as a kid um, of using this attraction um, in its original form. And so they kind of kept it exactly the same. And I think that was kind of what we saw um, at that time. That, that was kind of when they started to try to save Tomorrowland a little bit too, um, because it was kind of dead from its 1998 renovation. Um, and a lot of things failed from that, re- re- that redo of Tomorrowland. So that's when Tomorrowland got its blue 
and silver and white color scheme. They redid Sp- Space Mountain because Space Mountain was in terrible shape. We talked about how bad Main Street was. Space Mountain was like I think it had I think it had derailed and like wow. injured and injured people, and it was just in really bad disrepair. It had a really old track system, and so Space Mountain was completely gutted and uh, and entirely redone track wise um, in two thousand five two thousand six too. And it got a brand new version of its ride into the one we have today. It's almost so, like at that time, then Danny, two thousand five, they were more about bringing things uh, <laughs> back to its what it's supposed to be. Yeah, refurbishment aspect and and optics, you know, like aesthetic. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now, if you compare that time period to today. They're more into, we want to go to the future plans. Because <laughs> I feel like in 2005, there was no thinking of a Galaxy's Edge or, you know what I mean, Marvel. Yeah. And one thing to say, too, they didn't own all those properties. But now with the amount of rights and, and plethora of IPs uh, that JPEG before Iger was saying, we want IPs to come to life. We want these stories that we've told for many years to come to life in, in physical form at the parks. Uh, and, and hence Moana coming to Epcot. <laughs> but but it's crazy, Danny, the, the change happening at, at Disneyland and this whole idea of Disneyland forward. Uh, and even just the thought of like adding more parking. If, if they announce a parking structure is coming, Disneyland forward is on its way without a doubt because uh, an investment for a new, a new parking structure, if it was to come to Toy Story or Pumbaa over there, uh, it's just going to be insane. I'm I'm so I'm so thankful we're we're here, and, and Disneyland cares so much to 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 push uh, the innovation. Uh, we just need Universal to drop Pokemon Land, and I feel like Disneyland will really start dropping all sorts of things. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. That's true. Uh, there's so much expansion available for um, types of characters and things we might see at Universal. So. Not only not necessarily room, but they certainly have the ability to pick and choose what might be best to expand there. Um, but that about wraps up this episode of the fifty five seventy one podcast. Um, I hope you enjoyed the new segment and, of course, our Main Street topic today. Kind of diving a little bit deeper into Disneyland Forward. I get a bunch of questions about it um, all the time, uh, especially like when some of these bigger things drop, like you know, them trying to do some outreach before they submit their rule book to the city. Uh, so I hope maybe if you hadn't learned something before about Disneyland Ford or you learned something new that you didn't know before. So, um, and, and, you know, heard our perspectives on it. One thing too, Danny, um, just to let all the audience know here on today's podcast, Disneyland Ford might get a lot juicier with detail uh, sometime in June to like September when the rule book does get uh, applied and if there's an approval, uh, because then at that point, Disneyland could really start greenlighting budget. Yeah. And, and we will see what happens. You know, who knows if they go on, because for all we know, Anaheim and Disneyland and the community could go on a back and forth for, for months, years yeah. of, of things to approve uh, when it regards to sound pollution uh, the whole concept of buildings being put in front of your home. Uh, it, it, the list goes on and on. Like this rule book is, it could honestly be like thousands of pages for all we know. Yeah, exactly. And so we want to wait to see what this rule book is so we can dive through it a little bit um, and see potentially what could be something that we could get um, if we were to think in blue sky and speculate um, and Disney, I think, is feeling the same way. They don't. They want to find out what the rules are before they start to speculate anything, too, and waste those resources and manpower on things that may never come to fruition because the rules don't allow it. So yeah. hopefully uh, we'll find more about that. But hopefully you learned something about Design 4 that you didn't know beforehand. Um, and if you want to dive way deeper into this topic, uh, Mondo and I both had videos on our channels and i think i did a longer video with mondo on his channel five fires um way back when i don't even remember what when it was mondo we, we walked it. yeah where we walked all the spaces that were outlined in disneyland forwards proposal for where they would like to expand 
Um, and we talked about it. So if you want to physically see it and uh, see how big some of these spaces are um, in person, uh, and you maybe can't picture Simba parking lot or you can't picture the Lilo parking lot on the other side of the Disneyland Hotel, um, check out those videos um, because you'll get a physical representation of what those spaces look like. But And real quick, Danny, before we get out of here, Avatar or, or Pandora in Walt Disney World, in all reality, there's not a lot of sound pollution. It's just a waterfall. Yep. Very I true. Just wanted, I just wanted to throw that out there. Food mm -hmm. for <laughs> yep. And there is a, some sort of, they have a drumming entertainment show at the Pandora World of Avatar. But even then uh, at Disney World, they cut theirs. Um, and it's, I don't even know how often it even goes anymore. Never uh, seen it. it. Yeah, yeah, it used to be like a daily thing, and now I, I, I've seen it sometimes, but not all the time. So um, even if they had something, like, they could just cut that completely too. So who knows? But it's a good point to bring up. It's a good point to bring up. Uh, Mondo, uh, you can, of course, find Mondo on his YouTube channel, uh, Five Fires YouTube. Also find him on Instagram, at the Cali Bay. Um, you can find him on Twitter too. Uh, so And... Uh, you know, also on Speculation Sunday on YouTube every week if you want to continue a discussion sort of like this one um, in a video format where we talk about the latest news too. So, um, but thank you so much again, Mondo, for joining. Um, and thanks to everyone for listening. And we'll uh, see you in the next episode. Have a good night, everybody.